This is the FWZ Talk Podcast, talking about anything and everything with all the stars of CAW and virtual wrestling. With your host, the Jam Code, and his guest for this evening, the owner of New Japan Car Wrestling, World Divine Ring Card, Tokyo Yoshi Shining Glacier Correct. God damn, how many car shows does this man have? This is the man of a thousand car leaks. This is Eddie Lobo. Welcome back to the FWZ Talk Podcast. Back with you here once again for another round of conversations, another round of interviews. And we just got off our episode with Rick C. The C standing for chum, because he's my chum. And uh, what a hilarious uh, podcast that was, but also a very interesting uh, podcast, kind of a roller coaster of emotions. We've got to the, the deep stuff, we've got to the, uh, the funny stuff as well. Very, uh, very interesting podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, you want to go and check that out because it's one of probably my, uh, my favorites so far. But the interviews keep on a rolling, as today I have that old boy they call Eddie Lobo. He's a good pal of mine, a good chum. Also, as well, let's uh, welcome in on here, Eddie Lobo. What you saying, you sexy beast? Thank you, Jamco. It's an honor to be here with you. Boy, thank you. Now, before we begin on some of these topics that I was uh, talking to, you and I have talked many, many times over different things, uh, of course, uh, such as your your leagues as well. And so far, how many shows do you actually have right now? Right now, I have the main show this, that is New Japan called Wrestling. Yep. And then I had a women's division in there since New Japan Pro Wrestling didn't have one. And then it was until 2008 or nine, somewhere there. Sure. Oh, 2018, my bad. 2018. How many shows have you actually had in your time of uh, doing this whole CAW stuff? Well, the first one was called Pro Wrestling Organization, which I've made since I watched Call Wrestling in 2000. Seven, which was S Call. And I was like, I wanted to do that. Yeah. As well. Since for my love for pro wrestling, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do what S Call is doing. And that's how. I started off doing call wrestling. Yeah. One of the things that I found with you in particular, which is quite interesting, is you kind of fly under the radar, especially because you are a individual that has done this for quite a long time. Most people probably don't even mm-hmm. know it because maybe there's particular people that they may 
put on the pedestal, as it were, for the guys that do this yeah. uh, for quite a long time. But you, you are one, again, that uh, has been doing it for a while, but not many people know. How long would you say you've been doing this for now? Well, I started in, it was either 06, 07, or 08. Yeah. With PWO. Yeah. And then I took a break from Calk because I had a capture card. And when a friend of my mom moved into the house, right? And mm -hmm. I had to put away all my things in, in my room. Yep. And then I couldn't find the the disc because I had to we had another laptop. Yeah. It had to have the disc to to use the capture card on it and I couldn't find it. Yeah. And then that's why I stopped doing New Japan Pro Wrestling at that time. Okay. In 2010, 2011, somewhere there. Yeah. That was around, I still had the PlayStation 3. Yep. And then my dad got a, a new laptop from Apple, the Mac version. Mm -hmm. And I decided to use the, the camera on it to record it, the New Japan. But that only lasted a, a little bit. Because of the the light and the graphics on the images, I was like, I needed a capture card, and I couldn't get one. Because obviously I was in college back then, and all those other stuff I was doing. And then until... I got the PS4, and I wasn't still doing a, thinking doing call wrestling back then when I had it. And then one of my friends, Maddie Dangerously, who runs U UCCW, mm -hmm. he he told me, "I miss New Japan call wrestling," and I was like, "Yeah, me too." And then I got to thinking. Wait a minute. I could use the broadcast settings on the PS4. And then that's how I came back to do New Japan Call Wrestling. So with that kind of all that all that sort of history you just went through here, if we go right, right, right back mm -hmm. to the beginning, what was your first show that you that you had? What was it called? It was called Pro Wrestling Organization. Yeah. And I remember a, a, a show, because I'm getting, I'm going way, way back, that was called around, I think it was called WCCW, is that right? Mm-hmm. And a, a few, a few guys, actually, that, uh, that sort of started in the sort of early days of that sort of uh, era, especially. Yep. And one thing I learned was old Mr. Sean O'Connor started in that old mm -hmm. show of yours. How, how did you and uh, Sean come to meet? Well... I don't know exactly how it happened because it was a long time ago. Yeah, sure. But I do remember that because of the P 
people I was surrounded with, like, I believe Reaper X wasn't there. Okay. And TJ Jackie as well. Yep. Who brought in the Pokemon characters in there, like Brock, Max, and so on. I think he brought in Napoleon as well. Yeah, Napoleon. I remember him. So if we go back to that sort of early time with the way that you sort of started, in terms of your entrance mm-hmm. into doing all this type of stuff, yeah. what would you say is the first thing that maybe you watched or the, the sort of reason you decided to get into doing this in the first place? I decided to get this in the first place because obviously my love for pro wrestling since I was a a kid. Yeah. Then I watched an episode of SmackDown when I was in middle school. That's how I went back to loving pro wrestling again. And then uh when I was in college, I saw a video of Call Wrestling from Lone Star, who does yeah. S-Call. And that's when I decided, I was like, I wanted, I wanted to do what he does. Didn't you, back in the day, used to uh, do the old thing we all used to do, which is um, take a video of the television instead of like a capture card? Yeah. <laughs> those those were the days. Uh-huh. So, I think the one thing that I'm curious with, as you continue to do mm-hmm. this and have been doing this for, for many times, including that sort of particular break in there, what keeps you coming yeah. back? What keeps you doing it? Because surely over a certain amount of time like that, you know, we're talking 10 plus years, surely mm-hmm. at a point it would get boring, it would get tiring, it would get very exhausting yeah. oftentimes. So what is it that keeps bringing you back to do this? What makes you want to keep doing it? A keyword to keep on doing it is you gotta have the passion for it. Yeah. Because if you don't have passion to do something that you love or interests you, then I don't know why else you're doing it, right? Sure, absolutely. But when you think about sort of doing this sort of in and out, especially, I know, of course, you have the passion, but I guess that kind of comes to my Mm -hmm. question of, you know, how do you keep that passion going for so long? Because, you know, surely it would get to a point where it could take quite a a toll, I guess, on on your mental state in terms of to keep doing it again and again and again. So I guess it's as much as the passion is there for you to keep doing it, I guess it's more of a what? I guess, what's the passion? Would you say it's the people around you? Mm-hmm. Would you say it's the games, the sort of characters? I mean, what one thing could you say is, is the thing that makes you keep coming back to keep it, you know, keep having passion for it? Yeah. And you also got to factor in, like you said, the time as well. To yeah. Keep on doing it. Because... 
there's always going to be a something in life that will stop you from doing them, right? Yeah. Like, for instance, I had to, beside the, the break I had because of the capture card, mm-hmm. I also had to visit family members Sorry about that. in anyway, um, Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And I was and I was staying in my grandmother's house over there, which she doesn't have Wi-Fi. And I always tell my my friends or the people that watch my wrestling shows mm-hmm. that I have to take a break from call wrestling because mm-hmm. I I gotta visit family members, and then I'll tell them. But when I come back, the show will continue on. You think you'll always keep doing this? Can you see uh, a, a time in the future where you could possibly stop? Uh, that's a, a might question right there, because I don't know what will happen in the future. But I will, not well, I might still be doing New Japan Call Wrestling since that's the, my main show that I do. Yeah. So with that being said, we talk about the shows that you've been doing. And again, there's almost like a, <clears throat> a sort of mini joke with sort of the amount mm-hmm. of shows that you've done because I know you've done quite a lot. Can you actually remember every single show that, that you had? Oh, what it was called. Yep. Pro Wrestling Organization, PWO. That's what my username in, in my PlayStation 4 is PWO Ed with two Ds. Yep. And then after that, I tried to use the Reckoning on the GameCube to do the other show, which I forgot what it was called. But that did, that one didn't last for a long time, and then that's when I did World Championship Call Wrestling WCCW, which was a I want to say tribute to the WCCW that was in Texas with the Von Erics. Oh yeah, baby, love me some Von Erics. Mm-hmm. So with, all, with all with all these different sh- show names that you've got, surely there's going to be a time where you know someone would ask you why you've had so many show names. Like, are you are you just yeah. kind of indecisive, or were you just like, eh, on to the next thing? Let's do the next thing. Let's do the next thing. Well, first. Uh... The other shows came from my love for the Japanese women's wrestling over there. Yeah. As well. Because I didn't know much about women's pro wrestling in Japan until I saw that match between Kenny Omega and that 90-year-old girl in stardom. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> freaking Kenny yeah that was something certainly 
Mm-hmm. And then I Googled the match, and it was a stardom promotion match. And that's when I kept on watching more stardom wrestling shows back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then because I still had New Japan called wrestling with the female division in it, my friends were like, why do we add this female character or this female character into New Japan Call Wrestling? And I was like, because of the, the slots that 2K19 gives you, you can't add a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of calls in there. And then I decided that I would take the women's division in New Japan Call Wrestling. Yeah. And make them a into a separate show just for them. Yeah. And then that's how Cotton was born in twenty eighteen. Which is almost like world Wonder Ring stardom over there in Japan. So with all these shows you've been doing, and especially with the long time you've done it, one thing I wondered about you, have you ever done any actual mashup shows, i.e. any shows with other people that have been around at the same time, or maybe people that have come in or gone, because surely at some point you've been doing it that long, there's some person or some sort of show that you kind of get on with, which kind of is able to do like a, a, a big sort of this group versus this group kind of show. Any, any sort of shows there that you've done? Like a... In a promotional show? Yeah, I guess you could between say Between call shows? Yeah. Well, the first inner promotional show I had was with UCCW. Okay. Which was, which was called Call Honor Rising. Yeah. Almost like. New Japan Pro did it with Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, who wants to co-promote a show with me? And Matt's like, I'm in. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. That was the first one. Then I did another one with Darian Rose, who on Discord is known as Angel Rose. We did... Extravaganza Mania, which is like New Japan Pro wrestling with CMLL in Mexico with their Fantastica Mania. Sure. So we've talked about your shows and the many incarnations of it. In terms of, I want to sort of talk about is your, is your character you have, which is called mm-hmm. Wild Lobo. If people hadn't heard of Wild Lobo, how would you describe Wild Lobo? Well, Wild Lobo for me was a character that back in the day, because of my love for the Mexico pro wrestling over there, Lucha Libre, And I wanted to wear a mask, just like them over there. Yeah. 
And then the Lobo name came from my high school, which their mascot is a Lobo. And the wall part just came like, out of nowhere, and I just put them together to create Wild Lobo. How many shows would you say that Wild Lobo is in? Is it just yours? Is there any others that, that he's in? When the past he was in another show, I believe it was called CCWO. Oh yeah, Sean's one, isn't it? Yep. Ah, oh, CC. You know, he'd uh, he'd get angry at me if I didn't ask you about uh, about CCW. What was your opinion on CCW or old uh, Sean O'Connor's Canadian League? It was a fun league for me. Yeah. Which I became a four-time hardcore champion over there. Okay. You think we'll see uh, the old return of CCWO? Well, that is... All depends on Sean over there. If he decides to bring it back. Well, we will hope to see if he, uh, if he certainly does. I'll... Uh... Mm-hmm. We'll have to see old uh, CCW. He's been getting at me. You see, if I don't, uh, if I don't talk about CCW with uh, with many people for uh, the longest, yeah. but we've uh, we've we've addressed it. We've addressed it, Mister O'Connor. So uh, I've got your little uh, little paycheck there for your uh, for cheap plug for you, of course. Once again, now of course you've been and uh, doing this for quite a long time. What do you think the biggest changes you've seen with uh, this this whole thing that we do? Let me see. Well, back in the day, it was like a few call bets when I was around. Yeah. And right now, 2020, there's more call bets popping up everywhere. That's a, a huge change right there. And with that change that, uh, that that's come around, is there any shows that you can see where Eddie Lobo could uh, possibly debut or possibly be in? Well, for right now, um, debuting in Vigilant Pro Wrestling, which is Connor Green's show, Is there any shows that you'd like for him to be in? Um, I want to say if CCWO does return. Sure. That's where I want to go. For now. 
So when we talk about all these shows, and uh, especially the ones that you've you've sort of come uh, uh, back and round, and some that have come back, and some that are, of course been around for for quite a long time, in your opinion, what do you think's the sort of best show that you've seen that you can sort of say is if somebody asks you know what's the best show that that would be the show that you would pick well from the shows i've been seeing yeah uh, almost almost of all time or you know all, all the ones yeah. that have been around all those kind of things since Obviously, my cousin original. I don't think ACW will have Eddie Lobo, since it's obviously all anime characters over there. Yeah. Just like ACL. But I want to say Escal. Since it was the first show yeah, yeah. I watched, yeah, that makes sense. Been uh, certainly been going for a, a long time now. Mm-hmm. So, if we move on to sort of a lot of things in terms of, of the characters as well, and we talk about uh, sort of switch back to uh, the, the character of Wild Lobo. Yeah, is there any guys out there that you're thinking that you could sort of do a really good a good story on a good rivalry with because of course I know he's not in a lot of different uh, shows but I think maybe yeah. there would be some guys out there that you could possibly work with you think that could be a, a program that, that might work well for me there's a lot of guys that wrestled in New Japan call wrestling that aren't in New Japan call, just like Reaper X, Sean O'Connor, Mason Chronic, just to name a few. But I want to say, if possible, Sean O'Connor. Why? Only because uh, probably had his retirement show for New Japan Call Wrestling. Yep. I respect him as well. That's why. If it's only for one thing, like one show, and that's it. Of course, he made a, uh, a recent return on one of your one of your shows for like a short kind of retirement show that you uh, had created. And mm-hmm. w- were you the, w- did you ask him to come on your show, or did he sort of suggest to to come on it himself? Uh, I asked him personally. Yeah. Since we were chatting in Discord, and I and I told him. Do you want to come back to New Japan Call Wrestling? And we can do this and that. And Sean said that he doesn't do the wrestling part anymore. Yeah. 
And then that's when I thought, well, then let me give you a proper farewell in New Japan Call Wrestling since he was the first ICWGP heavyweight champion back then. And he agreed up upon it, and that's how I made the, the show for him. Of course, I've seen uh, with you, especially, you've got a lot of um, sort of new fans into your show, and you've got your own little sort of community with your own Discord mm -hmm. uh, page and things like that sort of included into it. Uh, are you kind of finding now that you're having a lot of sort of younger guys? So in a way, of course, back then you were sort of a younger guy, and people yeah. sort of helping you out to sort of progress and do all those things. Do you feel now that you've kind of got a bit of responsibility yourself to sort of help younger guys to kind of come up the ranks as it were, or sort of you know, teach them about things, or not even just teaching them about things, but sort of just kind of bringing them into your circle and sort of just, you know, having, having a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's always been the type to help someone that needs help. That's how I use those traits of mine that I wanna not only help myself, obviously, but help others. Yeah, get noticed as well in the call world. We're gonna move off the old, uh, the old CAW conversation because it's actually something that uh, that you and I actually have in common. Is that you are, of course, a a big fan of the old football. We mm -hmm. won't be using the word soccer because it's a disgraceful word. Soccer is something that you use uh, and say to a prostitute. Uh, that's not a game. <laughs> it's not a sport. Yeah. So, of course, mm -hmm. you... Have, of course, I know with your sort of background, you sort of, I think you're half American. Got a little bit of Hispanic in you as well. What team do you technically support when you have the World Cup? Because surely you would be... Because I know, I think you said you were born in Mexico. I might have got that completely wrong, but... I know there's sort of something where you, I believe you were born there, but you you live in America now, of course. So, which side do you do you support? Do you surely surely you'd go towards the the Mexican side? Well, I was born in the U.S. with Mexican parents. Okay, got that completely wrong. And then I was raised in in Mexico for. I think it was four years. And then that's when my parents decided to bring me and my sister to the U.S. so I could go to elementary school while my mm -hmm. sister was in preschool. Yeah. And that's when we've been living in the U.S. since I was in first grade. Yeah. But we always slept in the town that was close to the the town in Mexico where my family members are from, like in the border between Texas and Mexico. Why do you think your parents sort of brought you to the U.S. from, from Mexico? 
I think it was because they wanted me to have a better education yeah. in the U.S. instead of in Mexico, which and that they respect Mexico since that's the country where my family's from. Yeah. But it was my parents who decided that I need a needed a better education. So that's why they brought me back to the US. Do you remember much of your your time in Mexico when you were a kid? When you were younger? Uh, just a few times. I remember when we had a birthday party for me and my sister because my parents back then decided that we should have the birthdays together. Since I was in, born in June and she was born in May. Yeah. And I would say those were the best times in my childhood being in Mexico, surrounded by my family, mm -hmm. instead of being like a lot of miles away from them. And now back to the soccer question. Yes. I first was a Mexico fan. And I always cheered on instead of the US. And then it was until a World Cup. It was either the 2002 one or the 06 one in Germany. Ah, uh, yes, I think that was uh, 2006, I think that one was. Mm hmm I was talking with my mom that that U.S. doesn't have what Mexico has, which is the passion to play football. And then my mom told me, why don't you cheer for the United States since you were born in the U.S.? And I told her, uh, I have Mexican blood. Why would I root for the United States? Only because I was born here, right? Yeah. And then moving forward to the other years, I saw a a Mexican player that played that played for Pachuca, and then I researched that player, and he went to the same high school as I did. Yeah, and he also brought in his brother over there to play for Pachuca, and then I started seeing. The news in the sports channel of that speak Spanish 
that he decided to play for the United States national team. And I was like, oh, cool, okay. Yeah, I think you told me about this one time, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching more of him. And I was like, he's my favorite soccer player right now. Which I believe my second favorite because my first favorite was Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Okay. And that soccer player's name is Jose Francisco Torres. And then I started watching more news about it and he got started being booed for playing for the U.S. Yeah, I think I heard about this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how could the fans of Pachuca boo him when Mexico didn't even care to pick him to play for Mexico's national team? And then I was like, that's what started, that is what got me started to cheer for the U.S. national team more instead of the Mexico national team. Yeah. So when we talk about the national teams, then of course the uh, the sort of smaller leagues and uh, club football. Any uh, any particular teams you uh, support, whether it be the British league, any uh, Mexican leagues, any of the Spanish European leagues as well, any sort of South America ones too. My first club that I, I don't want to say I was a fan because my family was a fan more of that football team in Mexico, which is Club America. And then when I was in high school, I saw a football match between Club America and their brothers, Nicoxa, since they were owned by the same owner. In the, back in that day and Nicoxa needed to win that match against them to stay in the Mexican League and I was like if Club America throw away those three points I'm not a fan of them anymore and they lost I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. So, like, that was the... There were two games left. That was the second game that was left. And then the last of the fixtures, Nicoxa lost. They were out. Club America lost. They were out of the playoffs. So it was that game that Club America needed those three points and not save their little brothers. And then I started rooting for my dad's favorite team, which is Pumas Unam. 
that's where Hugo Sanchez came from. Okay. Before he left to Spain to play for Atletico Madrid and then Real Madrid. And then going back into the later years, I went back to cheer for Club America. And then again, more in the later years, I finally decided to be a fan of Santos Laguna, which is a team that is in the same state that my family's in. Sure. And then my dad finally, we went to see two soccer games of Santos Laguna. And I was like, I can't believe I'm in a Mexico stadium over there because we've always seen Mexican teams play in the U.S. for either friendlies or tournaments that pitted Mexican clubs and USA clubs with one another. So that was the first time I've been into a Mexico stadium to watch Mexican clubs play each other. Then we were supposed to go a third time which was gonna be Santos Laguna versus Club America in in April. But then the pandemic happened and we couldn't go to that third game anymore. Yeah. And for the European clubs, I started watching a Champions League game Yep. Which had Barcelona in it, and I don't remember the other team that was in there. And then I saw Rafael Marquez, or Rafa Marquez, which back then I was still a fan of the Mexican national team. And they had Giovanni Dos Santos in there and his brother, Jonathan Dos Santos. And I believe Ronaldinho was still playing with them. Good old Ronaldinho. And that's how I became a fan of Barcelona because of their playing style as well. The tiki-taka. Then later on, I watched a Chelsea game. And I don't know if it was a Premier League or Champions League one. I believe the players had Drogba, Lampard, and the goalie Peter Cech, just to me a few. So you are you saying Chelsea. that you support Chelsea football clubs? That you're saying to me. Mm-hmm. 
How dare you? And also the color of them factor in as well because my favorite color is blue. Well, I don't care. How dare you? <laughs> how how absolutely dare you come on this podcast and say you support Chelsea Football Club? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Matt Fun. If you listen to this podcast, screw you and your Chelsea loving football. Unbelievable. I want you to apologize right now for, for all the fans listening to this podcast that you support Chelsea football, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, I was a a teenager and I knew much about what happened I can tell. behind doors of Chelsea FC. I mean, back then, I didn't care who owned them and where the money came from to buy their players. Yeah, that bloody ass is where it came from. It was until I was in college, or not in college anymore, that someone told me, you know where that money from Chelsea's coming and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I didn't knew back then. I was uh, supposed to know. <laughs> well, you should if you're going to like a club like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> the shame, the shame of this podcast. It's been ruined. Now, let's hop on to a little bit of pro wrestling. That's what we all are. Uh, one thing that we have all in common is the old uh, professional mm-hmm. wrestling. What's the first professional wrestling that you ever saw? One thing that, uh, if, if you can go back as far, remember the sort of one first thing that you remember as a, as a kid, maybe, the first thing you saw. Yeah. Well, as a kid, I knew that my family and I went to a Lucha Libre show in, in Mexico. And the only thing I remember about that is when we came back to the house, I threw up. <laughs> oh, nice. And I don't know, it was either my mom or dad or one of my uncles or aunts. And they told me that maybe because of that much excitement, you didn't know how to control yourself. <laughs> what was the show? Uh, I think it was a triple A show. Ah, cool. Or how now? How now? It's called Lucha Libre, triple A, worldwide, something like that. And moving forward, when we were living in in Texas, I remembered we had a garage sale and my mom was selling wrestling t-shirts of mine that Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in them. That's pretty cool. And back then I I don't remember if I watched the World Wrestling Federation because I was still a kid. But somehow I had World Wrestling Federation t-shirts. Yeah. And then it was not until 
we moved from that town in Texas to the current town I'm living in. When I was in middle school, I still knew they didn't watch pro wrestling in the U.S. And then I was flipping the channels. And then I saw I stopped at channel UPN, which SmackDown was there back in the day. I stopped and I saw a person walk out the stage and I was like, what is this? And then I don't know if I remembered the wrestler that was walking down the ramp into the ring. And I was like, this looks interesting. I'm going to keep on watching it. Yeah. And then that's how a lot for I want to say WWE because back then I only watched WWE when I was in middle school. I didn't know much about the other shows that were around. You ever catch WCW back in the day? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I I didn't watch WCW or I don't remember if I did because I knew I had World Wrestling Federation t-shirts. I was either in 7th or 8th grade when I was watching SmackDown. It was during the WrestleMania 20 the road to WrestleMania 20 right there. We had we had guys like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. I don't know if I should say that guy's name anymore. Oh, I hear you. Well, you, you can. I'm not the bloody WWE thing. So you say what you want. Okay. And Chris Benoit was in there. Rikishi, Scotty Tuhati. Mostly everyone that doesn't wrestle for Dully anymore, except for Rim Stereo, obviously. Yeah. Are still with Dully. What do you What do you catch now? What do you sort of catch up now with the uh, with all wrestling? Well, right now, obviously, I still watch Dully. I also watch sometimes Impact, which was known as TNA back then. And New Japan Pro Wrestling and World on the Ring Stardom as well. As well as Lucha Libre AAA and sometimes CMLL. As well as AW, the new yeah. pro wrestling promotion. And other Japanese promotion as well. What would you say now is the the kind of the future for you and your show and your characters? Is there any goals in the future for you? Any shows you're going to be coming up on? Anything uh, anything to look out for? 
Well, right now I'm creating a another call show. Oh no! <laughs> how like many? How many? How many shows is that now? Off. Well, let's see. Got New Japan call. Call them. The one in Mexico, which is an all female show. Call Wrestling Guerrero. Then we move on to Tokyo Yoshi Ka. And then the other Japanese female one, which is Shining Glacier. And the other one, which is All Hybrid Wrestling, which will be the sixth one. So you have six shows. Yep. Eddie, where the hell do you find the time for six shows? I mean, come on, man. Don't you ever, like, want a break for doing six shows all the time? That's a lot to be getting on with. Well, for me, it's obviously finding the time to do them, right? Yeah. I mean, I do take breaks from time to time as well. <laughs> you take time to eat. That's a good thing. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you do. Because, I mean, I gotta find, have, have to find time to spend with family as well. You gotta eat, you gotta, you gotta sleep as well. And sleep, obviously. Eating food as well. <laughs> and relaxing or just playing the PlayStation 4 with other video games like FIFA 20. And yes, I also played Pro. Evolution Soccer. <laughs> Good. Good man. The no, no, that 19th months. edition. So with that being said then, fun. with that being said of all the all the stuff that you've been doing, uh, mm -hmm. and of course the, the many the many uh, many shows that you do, you've got the many shows because you love it. You love doing the older yep. CAW as well. And then before we uh, head on down the road, as it were, for this podcast, we're going to do a bit of an old Q&A with you, Mr. Lobo. So, of course, just okay. like always, I will ask you uh, two questions, which I ask everybody mm -hmm. on the show. And then I will pick about three questions that are picked especially for you. So the first question okay. being, Mr. Lobo, who is the most overrated CAW? Mm, personally, I don't think about that kind of stuff of being overrated or underrated. Because for me, if you put in the work for your original character or original call, then I don't want to say you deserve to be overrated by the fans, but since this is called wrestling and we're not getting paid to do this, we're only doing this for the fun, the love, and the passion we have as fans of pro wrestling. So I don't think anyone is overrated for me. 
look at you skimming around the question. I'm going to let you skim around the question, Mr. Lowell, because I like you. But one question you will answer for me is who you believe the most underrated CAW is. Well, again, back to that already question for me, I don't think anyone is. Oh underrated. my god. I'm not letting you skip out of this one, young man. You gotta tell me who's underrated. I'll let you skip the first one, but no 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 okay. you skip this one. But for me personally with all the original calls I've been seeing, whether it be in New Japan Call Wrestling or the other shows. Uh For me, I want to say not because he's a friend of mine, but because I think he can push himself. He just needs the drive to do it. It's Matt Thunder. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, Okay, then, I'll, uh, I'll certainly give you that. Once we're going to move on to some uh, small live questions for you, Mr. Eddie Lobo. And the first question towards you is, what is your best feature? Well, for me, uh, my best feature, I want to say, is... That thing that people want to find... And a friend is helping someone who needs help. And I would say that is my greatest feature. Who would you like to be for a day? Hmm. Any professional wrestler? Anyone in particular? I want to say Rey Mysterio. Cool, cool. And as we roll on down the road here, the last question What is your greatest achievement? My greatest achievement. I want to say graduating high school. Okay, sounds good. Okay, well, we're getting all ready to head on down the road. I've been talking to Eddie Lobo, Wild Lobo, whatever you want to call him. And before we do, Eddie, you can uh, promote your shows, <laughs> all, all six of them. And uh, <laughs> tell us tell us where we can find you on, uh, on all social media. Well, you can watch New Japan Call Wrestling, World Divine Ring Column, or Column for short, and Call Wrestling Guerrero on the same YouTube channel, which is Tex-Mex Cosplayer, which was supposed to be a YouTube channel only about my cosplays of anime characters. <laughs> okay. 
But then I decided to put Call Wrestling in them instead. And then you can also watch Tokyo Yoshi Call Wrestling and Shining Glacier on the other YouTube channel, which is Yoshi and Fate Pururesu. And then the sixth one, oh god. <laughs> I bet you can't which even is... remember your own show names because there's so many. <laughs> which is All Hybrid Wrestling, which is a show that is inspired by All Elite Wrestling. Okay. Didn't know that one. Which has his own YouTube channel, which is my third Call Wrestling YouTube channel. The third YouTube channel. Yep. Lots of emails. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. That YouTube channel is also the same name as All Hybrid Wrestling. And you can follow me on Twitter at ELM. or at Edward LMC which is the username is Texas Cosplayer as the first YouTube channel you can also follow the other shows Twitters at Cotton for World of One Rick Cotton at Carl Guerrero for Carlson Guerrero and at Call Yoshi for Tokyo Yoshi Call. You can also follow their, follow their Instagram at world underscore divine underscore ring underscore call them. New Japan Call Wrestling together. Call Wrestling Guerrero. You can follow them on Instagram. With call underscore wrestling underscore Guerrero, or you can follow my personal Instagram, which is FC underscore Texmex underscore cosplay. Okay, uh, we will certainly put some of those uh, descriptions in the, uh, or some of those uh, social media tags in the description box for you because there's a lot. And uh, of course, you need to be mm -hmm. uh, checking them out one by one. But. Thank you, Mr. Lobo, for coming on the show. Been beautiful talking to you once again. And we will hopefully catch you down the road. This has been my conversation with Eddie Lobo. Stay safe. And once again, be good to one another. See ya. FWZ Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel. If you want me, hold me back. Frail, the skin is giant pale. <laughs> 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 That's how we go back.